0: Hello, my name is Bonnie Grace Gilday-Kennedy, and I'm the owner of Grace of Healing, where I serve as an Akashic Consultant and Healer. My intention for this podcast is to serve as an inspiration to you, finding your own healing through self-love. Together, we will spend time exploring topics that lead us to a deeper understanding of what self-love is and what it looks like for each of us as individuals on our own journey. I am especially excited about interviewing inspiring guests who have created great feats of healing for themselves through their own acts of self-love. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 4 of Self-Love with Grace of Healing. As I'm nestled here in my home in the Blue Ridge Mountains of western North Carolina, I observe the indigenous flowers bud and prepare to bloom. The trees are beginning to show signs of life, holding tiny pods that will bloom into beautiful leaves that will shade me from the summer's heat. I smile, knowing this season of spring will be magnificent, though short-lived. Spring is a season of rebirth. For me, it creates a fresh desire to connect with another and experience love. As I speak with others who are single, the subject of dating, partnering, and love have taken center stage. It seems the coming of spring, especially after the loneliness so many of us have experienced due to COVID, has left many wanting to experience a love connection. This episode of Self-Love with Grace of Healing will focus on our capacity to manifest, give, accept, and experience love. For many years now, the form of love I've been developing and focusing on is self love. Self love has been the greatest obstacle for me as an adult, though I have found that each day I show up for it, the better I get at it. At this point in my life, I think of myself as an expert on self love and practice and teach its worth to all who will listen. Self-love is a practice of consistently putting your own needs before the desires of others. Of course, your needs do have many aspects. The emotional, psychological, spiritual, and physical. You may even have a passion or a higher purpose you would like to focus your energy on. If your own self-worth and loving yourself was not taught to you as a priority while you developed, Your inability to love yourself first will show up in all of your love relationships. And that's where I was going with this podcast. I was thinking about love. I was thinking about my desire to experience love with another. I was thinking about what I would say. And then I had a profound love experience. Not with a lover or an intimate partner, but with a very important person. And though this doesn't follow the format that I had anticipated during the creation of this podcast, I do believe that all things are divinely timed to be exactly as they should be in each moment when we allow that to be true for our lives. The experience I had is focused on my relationship with myself, my mother, and my place in the world. Here's a little bit about my mother. My mother's from Rochester, New York, and was raised by many women, one at a time. Her mother didn't want her and gave her up to her grandmother. Her grandmother raised her until she died from complications related to Alzheimer's disease. And at that time, an aunt took over until my mother was grown. My mother is almost six feet tall, with blonde hair and blue eyes, and very intelligent. She never thought of herself as pretty, and she has very low self-esteem. She and my father got together after her first husband, who fathered four of her children, left her for another woman he was having an affair with, when she became impregnated. Both of my parents were in their late 20s when they got together in the mid-1960s. After they married, they moved to California, and soon thereafter, they had my Irish twin, Kathleen Mary. And 13 months later, I was born. I don't want to give you the impression that they were these cool people moving out to California in the sixties, because that wasn't the case at all. They weren't hippies finding their way to a more progressive community. They met in a bar and my father was running from the police and the responsibilities he was ignoring from three previous marriages. This isn't a storybook romance. They were attracted to each other and they needed each other. My mother needed a husband and my father needed my mother's money. By the time I was old enough to observe my parents' relationship, that relationship was filled with a lot of violence. My father was a sociopath and needed a victim. My mother, a woman who suffers from borderline personality disorder and post-traumatic stress disorder from her experiences of abandonment and sexual abuse, was the ever-willing victim. The violence from my father focused on my mother is where the behavior pattern that I watched over and over again as a child would begin. My father, a raging alcoholic, would come home from the bar drunk, would immediately become angry about something, and he and my mother would argue. The arguing would escalate and the screaming would begin. My father would hit my mother, and sometimes she would hit him back. But after hours of this back and forth, my father would finally pass out. The word in my mind that would sufficiently represent my parents' relationship has always been hatred. They hated each other. They screamed those words, those exact words, at each other so often. The internalization of their relationship had led me to believe that I am a product of that hate. My story for all the years of my life that I have been healing is I wasn't loved or wanted. I absorbed so much of the hatred that they spewed at each other. I couldn't block that energy. I didn't have the skills that I have now. You know, my mother also told me more than one time that she had me because she didn't know about birth control. She made it clear she didn't want me. For the entirety of my life, I believed that they didn't love me and that I wasn't wanted. So, when about six weeks ago, while meditating, my father, who's been dead for more than two decades now, and now serves as a guide for my own spiritual development, came forward with a sad look on his face. This look that he gives me always says to me, Bonnie Grace, you have work to do, and it's going to be difficult. This is a look that I get from him a few times a year before I process a past experience and receive healing. He looked at me And I looked at him as he shook his head. He was trying to tell me something. At that moment, I had no idea where things were going. And I just asked him what I need to know. So imagine this. My abuser, who harmed me more than any other, now serves as a guide to my own healing. And he is telling me something is wrong. It may be possible he's trying to tell me that I've interpreted something incorrectly. I wait, and he takes me by the hand. I haven't any idea how long this journey in the physical world takes, but here's how it goes. He takes me back to the bar where my parents meet. He shows me the relationship at the beginning. He's very handsome, and my mother finds him irresistible. They begin a relationship that's filled with passion, and my mother loves the idea of being loved and in love. The relationship continues to progress. He shows me her and her four children packing up the car to go on a trip with him. It looked as each of them were excited and having fun. It was the trip they would be taking out west to California. The trip was full of places, neither of them had gone, and it was a great adventure for each of them. He showed me the past in a way that made their connection real. They, like others, had a real connection that included everything, every relationship I've ever had included. And it was news to me. The idea that there was love between them was astonishing to me. I just continued to watch them. I processed those experiences with him. Then he took me to some of the horrible times that I do remember. The time he ran my mother over with his car. The time she hit him over the head with an iron skillet. A vision of me hiding under my covers as their screaming got closer and louder I felt the fear in my physical body that I felt during those times. He had nothing from me. He wasn't trying to prove anything to me, to make himself look better. We are way past that. He's never denied who he was in this life. That is what makes me feel safe with him during these journeys. It was all there for me to see, and it was all true. But the next thing he showed me was based on some of the most difficult experiences I had. These experiences were when they would leave each other, which would happen every few months. After the especially difficult fights, they would separate and we would begin to set up a new life with my mother. And then they would get right back together again. Same pattern, same pain. All of the abandonment feelings cycled through my body over and over again as I watched this. I said to my father, I know about this. These experiences were horrible. I never knew where I would be from day to day and I never felt safe. He apologized, he sat with me and I processed those experiences. When I was done, he said it would benefit me to know what was happening. He wanted to be clear with me that the reason they kept coming back together was because they loved each other. They didn't know how to live without each other. They were both so sick and damaged that they couldn't figure out how to be with each other. But that they loved each other. He wanted me to be clear that I was born because they had loved each other. I sat with him for an undetermined amount of time. I came away from the experience knowing that they loved each other. Just as I have loved someone I can't be with, my father helped me understand the relationship differently. I am so grateful for the healing I receive because I have the relationship that I do have with him now. I express my love to him And I brought myself back to the physical world. I had a lot to think about. My idea of how I came into this world was just completely changed. And it took some time to process that. Later that day, I called my mother. I shared my experience with her. She doesn't understand what I'm talking about when I speak of my spirituality or the masters or my guides. Especially when I speak of a loving and kind father who supports my healing and expansion. But she just sat on the phone and at 83 years old, it was the first time I heard her cry, a happy cry. It was deep and full and healing for her. I sat with her, just holding space and holding the phone. She told me all that he said was true. She said she loved him so much, that there was so much love between them, but they just couldn't figure out how to be together. This phone call from me was a permission she needed to experience the love she had for him after resisting the truth of that love for the last 40 years since they separated. It was a gift to her from him in that moment. She said, I have to correct you. I want to be clear. I want you to know That it wasn't that I didn't want you. It wasn't you that I didn't want. I didn't want a sixth child. It wasn't about you. It was about knowing I didn't have anything else to give to you. I love you, but I don't know how to make you understand that. I connected into her pain and I cried with her. Then I connected into a knowing that I was created in love and something inside of me opened. She said something she hasn't said much in my life. She said, I love you. That moment in time has changed me. Knowing that I am born from love has made me feel as if I do have a right to be here, as if I'm meant to be here, as if I'm not someone's mistake or unwanted presence. It's changed me. I consider that moment to be one of the beautiful experiences of my life. My mother gave me that. The pit in my stomach, when I speak to her now, is gone. That experience has changed my mother, too. She calls me every week and we talk. We talk about experiences in our lives. The feelings associated with those experiences. The love that we have for each other. My hopes and her fears. And we always say I love you to each other. On every phone call. Today is the first Mother's Day I know of in the last 20 years in which I feel as if I'm going to have a beautiful day reflecting on a relationship with my mother and my relationship with my daughter and the love that I feel for both of them. Today Is a happy Mother's Day for me. It's interesting to be desiring love and just find it in the strangest place. Thank you so much for listening to me today. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I ask that you please subscribe and share it with someone else that you care about that you think might enjoy it. For more information on self-love, the Akashic Masters, or this podcast, you can go to www.graceofhealingnc.com. Audio and music production is by Linda Goh. To connect with her, you can go to kamala.cove.org.